Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Crushing Depths, a D20 Modern real play podcast, the main campaign of the LTM Gaming Podcast. I'm Paul, the GM for this campaign and showrunner for the LTM Gaming Podcast. Last time, our heroes had their first moments in the compound underneath Columbia University. Mostly they used the time to look for food and wandered around. But more importantly, Sal met Van, who seems to be their contact with the Illithid kin. This time, we'll hear a little bit more about what Van really wants from our heroes. We hope you enjoy. What was his name? Van. Dan? No. Van. He's your brown-eyed girl. Van. I don't want to see his brown eye. (laughs) Stop. See? (laughs) Yay, I win! Because Rebecca, Rebecca laughs, because the pastor <laughs> yeah, finds that funny. Headphones, and now I get laughs, so screw you all. <laughs> I can't hear her supporting me and giving me encouragement to tell more jokes. <laughs> tell me, Paul, what did you say? <laughs> she said that was your one. So, okay. so, so Van he says just, hello. Turns and say, walks off down the hall. Following him. Um, after a few turns, he gets to basically what is a little office and opens the door and goes in. There's a desk and a work area and there's a little uh, place where he motions for you to sit down. Is he in like a short sleeve white button up shirt with a black tie? Sure. Does he have a placard holding business cards that say van on them? <laughs> is nope. he constantly mumbling about his stapler? <laughs> <laughs> No, he's he's actually, I mean, he's probably just wearing a, a t-shirt and jeans. I would imagine with a gigantic crab claw, he's probably not wearing a shirt. No, he has a shirt on. It's just busted open on his claw. So he should just <laughs> really feel a little. Bad you said he was ripped. Why is he not wearing a tank top? <laughs> it's his favorite shirt, man. So it's one half tank top, one half dress shirt. I sit down. So, Sal, uh, I was, we were kind of wondering if you could be willing to help us out with something, given your uh, unique talents. <laughs> Sal starts taking off his pants. All right, I knew it would come to this. <laughs> but I don't go bareback with fish. Um, oh, God. <laughs> oh, that really was my one. Okay. Um I I say Glad my wife can't hear you. <laughs> and my I, infant son. <laughs> I corrupt him before he can even speak. Yes. Um I say I'm sorry, what talents are you speaking of? He sort of gives you a surprise look. Um the fact that you can talk to the illithids? Um <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I only just sort of figure that out now. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know that? Well, none of us can really talk to them. We just get uh, vague impressions from them, but uh, they were pretty much on fire with it once Manzikorian came back. And it's, it's spreading quite rapidly, as you might imagine, through facility where the majority 
of the people have some psionic ability. What kind of abilities? Mental, psychic, same thing. He said psionic. It's a version of the Gangnam Style dance. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, but what is this place? This is the order. The what? We are dedicated to serving and helping humanity. Aw. What are you if you're not humanity? Well, we regard ourselves as humanity. We're just not usually accepted. And what do you <laughs> protect humanity from? Well, I think Those things that we saw that were floating in the city? That's a big part of it. <laughs> Way to drop the ball. Those things are called beholders, and uh, if they had their way, there wouldn't be a humanity. Um... I, I, I'm certainly willing to help you while I'm here. Um, however, it it uh, kind of involves going somewhere else, but, uh, you're, we have yet to find any, see, the way it works is the illithids can communicate easily among themselves, and we can obviously communicate among ourselves, but, there's always some level of disorganization within the order because the illithids can't communicate directly to us, which is why it's so exciting that you're here. No one has been able to exactly translate them ever. I don't, I don't I, you quite understand the importance of what you can do. Um, you, you, you say is okay. So first off you calling them illithids. I, um, out of game real quick. Sal has never heard them referred to as illithids or as um, mind flayers, right? Correct. Mm, probably not. Like, just wanted to be certain that Vanessa didn't see them or, like, hear us tell her about them. Or I guess she would have seen them on the key when we were in Central Park and then, like, gone for, like, an old book and, like, found a tome or something and, like, oh, look, <laughs> it's this thing. Don't They're related to the underdwarves. <laughs> Do you think do you think Vanessa plays D and D? Probably not. Uh, she doesn't I mean she doesn't believe in games. She only believes in truth and fact. <laughs> Probably because yeah, it wouldn't be exactly D and D. Technically, then if she did, she could be running the game that we're playing with Steve. Huh? Huh? It's the game within the game. Mm-hmm. But oh, come on, you're totally screwing up my idea. <laughs> Everything we say screws up your idea, man. Also, if that's the case, then Jonas is dead because so is your character. My character's not dead. We saw him die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. So, um... So you're just kind of looking. So okay. So I say so. So first off, you keep saying illithids, and I'm assuming you're talking about those the the um things like what Quay, Quaycon Jin, 
Quasine? No. What's her What's her name? Yeah, Quasine and Mandracorian. Those are those illith- they're, they're illithids or whatever you call them. How, how do you not know this? If I thought for I mean you've met one before, you had to have in order to speak to them. I met one one time, but it was very brief. He was <laughs> sick and he died. Which is true. He was sick, and as a separate statement, he died. I, I should back up a little bit. He wouldn't use their names. They he would instead of saying Quasine, he would basically say like, "I'm not going to do it every time because it gets too complicated." But their names to everyone else are essentially just like these specific impressions of like this is the the wind that floats over the water during the moonlit. Like, okay, tie. so it's Hopper, and yeah, I know what you're doing. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, but I would have used the name because they gave me names, and then he would have looked at me like, who are you talking about? Right. And he would have eventually come to an understanding that we were talking about this group of people. Yeah. And then he would have been like, fascinating, they have names, and like start scribbling notes down. <laughs> yeah, essentially. But he's still um, confused, like, how do you not know who these people are? I would have assumed you, I mean, you know how to talk to them. How do you know how to talk to them? Right, and so like I, and so then it would have led to this is only my second time encountering anything like this, and the only other time I encountered it was very very brief, uh, maybe a minute or two. Uh, the one I saw was very sick, and then he then it died. Were you I was, a child? Uh, no, it happened <laughs> last a day Wednesday. or two ago. <laughs> a a day or two? Did that one talk to you? Uh, it, it, it request, it asked for help, but I didn't understand what was happening at the time. It asked for help. I, I give the backstory of how my friends and I were trying to find our other friend and we were following a set of clues and, uh, we ended up in Central Park and there was this underground lab and we went in and there was an illithid strapped to a table and it asked for help. And it caused me to Wait, sort of go in. You were at the blockhouse? Yeah. I think we knew that that's what it was, right, Paul? Yeah, you knew that's what it was. Okay. Well, I, I thought that I thought that we knew, but I just knew that you for sure told us like that. No, that's still what told, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, yes, we were at the blockhouse. And the illithid there was still alive? Uh, initially it was I assumed it was the thing that was moving and then stopped oh did you I mean who was wh- what happened <laughs> you're such a jerk <laughs> me yeah <laughs> I mean like just for the record this is not at all how the conversation was planned to go so <laughs> the re- <laughs> I'll took it this way. <laughs> I think, doesn't that just kind of sum up the whole campaign? <laughs> I just want to specifically point out when Paul showed up, I said, Matt's still getting stuff ready. I'm around. Are you ready to go? He said, yeah, I planned some stuff, but you guys probably won't. You guys will probably do something different. And then I'll be out of I'm like, yep, that, let's plan for that. <laughs> I think what I said um, is it's certain that something will happen that I will be unprepared for. So yeah, let's go. Yeah, and I said huzzah or something to that effect. Um, 
So I say, well, I, I, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on what happened. Uh, I walked to a room and an illithid was on a table and it asked for help, but when it did so, it, it, it struck me in such a way that I'm trying, I don't want to lie a lot and I'm, I'm but TJ is trying to remember exactly what happened to Sal. And I know that like there was a reason that Russ shot right away. And I thought it was because right. Sal like fell down and like was in incredible pain. Yeah. I believe you had to roll a fortitude save and then and sure you failed. were like this mind, this, voice was in your head screaming for help and it was debilitating for Sal. And right. that's why Russ reacted like he did. Right. And so I'm just going to say I you know I was um and I walked in, it asked for help, and then while it was asking for help, I sort of, you know sort of lost consciousness. You know, it, it felt and I'll, I'll, I'll give sort of, I'll describe the sensation that I had, but I'll also overplay how out of focus I was with everything. And I'll just say, and then I came to and he was dead. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was hoping that's what you were going to say. Yeah, roll a bluff. Not, I walked up and. I'm pretty sure it. Sal knows that Russ. I am positive that Sal knows what happened. Yeah. But I also know that point, Sal. Point blank gave it an injection of vitamin lead. Now, now hold on a second, Paul. Your justification is you never should have to roll if you've told the entire truth. But He's no, told no, the no, entire no. truth. This but, is lie by omission. He's still bluffing yes. and trying to. It's yeah. Go ahead. No. So, so every time that happens with you now, I have complete right to to make you roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Look for the roll. bead of sweat coming down his forehead. Roll right now, because I know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> So just to be clear, it's bluff, which I have zero. So yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah, is yeah. going to work out spectacularly. You have great charisma with him. Ooh, thirteen. Yeah, your bluff is in response. Like your bluff goes to against their sense motive, correct? Yes. <coughs> Sounds yeah. probably correct. Okay. I'm sure that Crab Man has no ability to sense motive. He spends all his time sensing things with his claw. <laughs> <laughs> so. He just sort of nods and he's like, is that that's the first time you ever encountered an illithid? I I have to imagine that I've obviously never seen anyone who looks like you, and and no offense, um, <laughs> no offense. <laughs> well, I mean, like he just said. I mean, he's already told me, like you know, oh, we're not excited by humanity. So I don't want to be like, I've never seen anything quite as horrible as you. But, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, I, I've never seen anything like you. And I've, and I imagine that having never seen anything like you or anything like an illithid that I know of before the other day, I'm sure that if I had, I would recognize it. But you still understood what he was saying? Uh, as as I said to you, you know, the first time that I saw one, I understood the message, but it just basically almost knocked me unconscious for a short period of time. And then 
And the second time that it happened was, you know, a couple hours ago. And. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, never mind. There were no. Uh, it didn't have that effect this time. I was just able to understand what they were saying. That, and he just, I only just discovered on the helicopter ride, like minutes ago, that I could talk back. He's clearly puzzled, like that, just shaking it. Like that doesn't make any sense. That how could that be? No one's ever. He just, but that that doesn't matter. It's clear that you still have this ability and. We want, we are hoping you'll be willing to work with us to help us out with something that we've been struggling with. Well, as I was starting to say, you know, I, I can't stay here forever. Certainly you, what you guys are wanting to do, you know, fight against those things that were destroying the city. Like I'm all for that and I can help you, but I, I have a family and I have to make sure that they're safe. Perhaps once I can ensure that they're in a safe location and taken care of, I could come back and help you some more. Um, well, we can help you with that, but no one else can do what you can do. We can provide food. We can provide guards, whatever you need, but for your family to, to be safe, we, we can find them a new place to live. I, it doesn't matter, but where where he asks you, so where is your family? Do they need help right now? Well, it, it's unclear. When we were leaving, do you even know what happened this, like, an hour ago before the those Beholder things started rising up all over the city? Well, considering the Beholders are rising up over the city, I, I think it's uh, pretty clear that you guys must have killed the overseer. So you're saying that we killed one thing and that caused everything else to do something there's, terrible? There's a, there's a lot about the beholders that you don't understand, and it's it's almost too complicated to get into, but I'm just looking for help with this thing where you would help us find... Uh, he, he's clearly not happy about... The, what he's saying, but look, there's a, there's an illithid who's kind of gone rogue, and we need to find him because if we don't find him first, if the beholders find him first, then it's that's just the end. Well, that sounds horrible. Um, <laughs> no, no, like he just he's like commenting on the plot. So, anyways. Uh, you have to I, understand that the Illithids are, they are alien to us. They're not humans. And they work in strange ways. And what is important to them is not always important to us and vice versa. Uh, we work together, but it's just this very, because we don't have this connection with them, we have a mutual understanding that we're working in general towards the same goals, but we don't always have the same methods so this is something that's important to us in the order but you could be a big help in this well just communicating to this illithid for us and explaining the situation would go a long way so 
Okay, so you wanted the reason I had started is you wanted to know where my family was. Yes. Um, and I was explaining. And we can was trying, whatever help you need. Right, and I was trying to explain. I wanted to make sure, understand it, what you knew of what happened today. Basically, this overseer. Do you know where it would have resided? Um. Yeah. He's confused. Didn't you guys just come from the the overseer on North Brother Island? See, the, the the problem is that you have an understanding of what's going on, whereas my friends and I have just sort of been fumbling along. Yeah, with, and we get that, and we we've been watching you, but you've been strangely effective in some ways. So, and 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 so, well, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is, you say overseer, and I say I have no idea what you're talking about, but you say North Brother Island, and I can say, yeah, I've been there, and yeah, we killed something, and it wasn't a beholder. Yeah, I'm guessing you're talking up. about that horrifying tree monster with eye branches. Yeah, and, and how did you do that to get it frozen? Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. So okay, and, and, and how did? There's going to have to be a lot of conversations, but <laughs> I'm exhausted, and I think this is information that my friends need to have as well. And so maybe we can sit down well, at another I mean, time. We don't really need your friends. Well, I mean... They can talk I, to the Illithids, too? So, my friends are probably going to stay with me. Um, I can't speak for them. They might choose to go back above ground right away. Yeah, I would recommend that you guys stay here for at least a day. By Probably that by that time, the Beholder situation should be under control. They tend to disperse if there's nothing holding them back. We've, we've sort of been dealing with these things together, and I... There's, it's very likely that they're going to want to stay with me. Um, I'm not promising that that's going to be the case, but certainly if they want to stay and you intend to send them away, I will probably be with them. Uh, if they, you kind of look surprised at the fact that that your friends would want to stay. I, you know, again, basically what I'm trying to tell you is I would like to help you, but to some degree, I'm going to make the decision about how long to stay based on what my friends are doing. And also, as I said, I need to get my family taken care of. Now, you you ensure me that you can do stuff to take care of that, but I certainly would like to ensure that that's done and not just entrusted people that I've just now met. That's that's understandable. Why don't you go back? You guys could stay here as long as you want. It's not the the most... He looks around and um, it's clear that... I mean, from your impression of this place, it's this sort of strange mixture of really old technology, like some incandescent light bulbs and super high tech stuff like the helicopters. And the, the facility itself is kind of, I mean, it's an underground old mental facility that's been repurposed. So there's a lot of weird, like, I mean, stuff that's just pieces of wall missing or whatever like that. But there's also, Areas that have been redone, clear like that. So he just kind of, I'm sure you've noticed that, you know, we're not exactly the, the tip top best supplied organization, but certainly you're welcome to stay here. And, and like I said, I would say stay here at least a day just to get back on your feet. Um, but well, I, I thank you for that. And I, uh, if you don't need me immediately, maybe as you said, the best thing for me to do is to go and try and rest for a while, but, um, I'll try and make myself available to you guys as quickly as I can once I'm awake. And uh, Thank you for that. And then, um, I am 
officially assigned to you or you're assigned to me, he kind of chuckles. So if you have any questions, just come down the hall and see me here or find me. I'm like My name's Van. Like Van. 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 Van Gressler. And I'm going to uh, give my family's address. I'm going to say, you know, my parents and my daughter are at this location. And so they said, I spoke with them when I was on the helicopter and they said they would be staying inside. But certainly if there are still beholders in the city, there's a chance that they could make their way to the home. And so if, if there could be guards near the home to, you know, protect it, if they got closer, it would be very much appreciated. Will do. Um, he actually pulls out an, like an old style touchscreen phone and, and puts the information in. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen one of those since I worked on Wall Street. <laughs> he laughs. Well, you know, we, we make do with what we can down here, and, and sometimes this old stuff works better. I've always kind of thought that. I kind of just smile to myself. and Well, Van, I'm afraid that the next time we talk, there's probably going to be a lot more information that's going to have to go back and forth. And I, I am guessing you're probably going to get pretty irritated with me by the time we're done. But... If if you need to have one of the Illithids present because you need to start communicating right away, you know, have that, and I can have my questions wait until afterwards. He shakes. Um, I, no, I don't think you understand. We kind of work separately. If they approach you and start talking to you, I'd urge you to just take with what they say with a grain of salt because it's easy to misinterpret them. I mean, I just from our contact with them and the way they communicate you know some things don't always cross that border I, I just I don't know what how it's like when you're talking to them for real so like I said they don't always have the same goals that we do so just just know that you know if they approach you or whatever so you don't necessarily need me to work out anything immediately you want me to stay around as a message runner well, it's a little bit more involved than that, because uh, you know we don't really know exactly where this illithid is. Um, so part of it is, is involved finding him to begin with. So, um, but and and we we really time is sort of of the essence. So you know, take your time, but know that the, the clock is ticking. Very good. And I I grab his hand again. Well, thank you, Van. And uh, I'll be speaking with you soon. All right. Sounds good. Does he stay seated at his desk, kind of? He, like, gets up and just stands there, like, okay. Well, like, he's staying in the office. He's not leaving. He's not following you, right. Okay. As I get out in the hallway, I immediately go and start. Uh, I, I don't go back to lay down. I, well, actually, I guess I would uh, duck my head in and see if Russ was asleep yet. And if he was, I was going to go and look for Vanessa again. Okay. Russ, are you still with us? Matt? I am. Well, and I want to pause and just say, this is what makes this group so good at role-playing, is that you had two of the three characters not in this, and I don't feel like I missed it. Like, I don't feel like, oh, man, I'm totally not getting enough. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that too much of... A lot of the other people who role play, it's about what can 
I get for my character and what can my character do. And if ever there's a focus on someone else's character like exclusively, yeah, I'm being screwed in some way. And I'm like, this is totally great for the story. And I didn't care at all. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for Matt, but Matt strikes me as the kind of guy who feels similarly mm-hmm. and just like, yeah. yeah. So well, we can't have, I can't have four I'm, people all be the hero all the time. Right. You know, right. like, it, so everyone agreed that it's sense. Sal. <laughs> well, I just think it, it doesn't make sense sometimes. Like, it, the, so many other groups, it's like, okay, so all four people are going to the bathroom together because yeah. they might miss something. Like, mm-hmm. or it's like, I, I'd be standing in the back, like, twirling my pistol, being like, wow, Iverside is sleeping right now, but. <laughs> And, oh, no, he's going to throw me under the bus, and I'm going to get burned at the stake now. <laughs> so let's see if uh, – we'll just leave it to the dice to see if uh, Sal or Russ is asleep. How about a fortitude save? No, I'm going to lose. He's Well, and even if that – you should just be asleep based on just sheer exhaustion. Well, no, no, no. I, I have a perfect line for it if I'm not. <laughs> I got a seven. Yeah, you're asleep. You're pretty sound oh, okay. asleep. Oh, okay. Um, you, you know what I was going to say was, if I was awake, I'd be like, Sal, you need a bath. You woke me up from 10 feet before you got to the door. <laughs> um, so you're going to, Sal, you're just going to poke your head in and see that he's sleeping? If I hear him snoring, I'm just going to quietly close the door and leave. Well, you also hear some sobbing from a different cop. That's my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> So in the darkness of the unlit room, you can make make out that Lydia is back and she's sobbing on the cot. I'm I'm gonna quietly I'm gonna whisper into the room, assume but like whisper like throw my voice and be like Lydia, and just like do it once or twice to see if I can get her attention. I didn't even understand what that was. You just said her name. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I said come in my van. <laughs> <laughs> so, Were you trying to move that couch with that cast on your arm? She's, she's basically like curled up on the bed. And you carry it. Sobbing to herself. And she doesn't look. Put the lotion in the basket. Um, okay, if, so if she's blatantly ignoring me or just too wrapped up in her own stuff right now. I'm going to let her just kind of deal with that for a little bit and I'm just going to close the door. Okay. And I'm going to go back to where I saw Vanessa. Okay. And Vanessa, you're still presumably I'm I'm more than likely going to work until I pass out is my okay. Well, I was going to say you're working for a while at at which point the same woman comes up to you again and says Look, I, I'm glad that you want to help so much, but I need to help you first because otherwise you're just going to exert yourself too much. And she's she's going to like physically put you in a chair or in a cot and um, fix you up a little bit. I don't I don't see that happening. Every doctor I know is literally the worst patient. I've, I mean, and, and this is speaking from Steve's personal experience. I unless if you think differently. I just see him being like, no. They're, I mean, especially if there's people who are in more critical condition okay. than I am. Like, if, if there's anybody that's worse off than me, that 
I can help. I'm not, she can't, she can try to leave me. It won't work. I'll just keep working and okay. trying to ignore her. So then you, your will work until you collapse, at which point she comes up to you, pulls you onto a bed and treats you. That's fine. Okay. I mean, you're still conscious, but you're just too physically exhausted. Uh, right. No, no. And that, that's totally okay, but I just, I don't see that happening. So yeah. Actually, you be recovered up to full hit points then. Woo-hoo! So, Sal, you enter the, the room and see Vanessa sitting groggily on a cot. Oh, I'd be laying down, I'm assuming. Oh, no, like you, This is, like, just after she treated you. Oh, okay. But there's nobody out, there's nobody left that's, like, really dire, or there's still people... There's everybody been injured, I mean, other, everyone's either died or stabilized, essentially. Okay. Then I'm, then I'm assuming that, uh, then Leo feels like his work is done and he would pop back out. Okay. So, she'd just kind of be looking around. The look on her face, TJ, would be very confused. Okay. I go up to her and is there someone, like, standing immediately next to her, or did that person leave already? No, she left already. Okay. Vanessa, are you, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I feel great, actually. Okay, I'm still you, tired, though, but I mean... You look a little disoriented. Yeah, I just, uh... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I, I, I guess I was just, uh, trying to find my way to the bathroom, you know, and then they treated me, so... I'll just go to the bed. She hops up and starts, you want to come with me? Um. No, not to bed. No, that sounded horrible. No. To the same room where we will both sleep in separate beds. I mean, you, Sal, you did see Vanessa essentially being Nurse Vanessa. And this wasn't your fantasy. <laughs> it wasn't a Halloween costume. Says you. Uh, it's, well... That second offer is much less enticing than the first, but um, I'm actually going to pass. I'll, I'll walk you back to the room, and I'll and I'll making small talk. What uh, what are you still doing up? You look like hell. Uh, I sure do. <laughs> um, I met one of the people here. I have some information that I'm going to be able to share with everyone when we get up, but. I'm still trying to process it and I actually don't have, there's a ton of questions that I still need answered. So I think it's probably best if we just wait until we all have had a chance to rest so we can process the information a little bit better. Um, she, she said, sounds good to me. Okay. And I assume that we're back at the room already because yeah. we weren't very yeah, far away. So I, I'll open the door and I'll, uh, well, before I, I'll put my hand on the door now before I open it, I'll say, just so you know, there. Just you know, uh, Lydia's come back and I d- checked in earlier. Russ was asleep, but she was crying in her bed. I, I, you know, if you're tired enough, you'll probably be able to sleep anyway, but just if you need to send her out, I'll wait outside for a minute or two. <laughs> she looks at you. She's like, and I thought you were human. I'm not going to send her out. We're trying to sleep in here. Get the hell out. <laughs> no kidding. Don't you don't you have any respect, lady? <laughs> I will walk in. Is she uh, quietly? Is she still crying? She's essentially the not not like 
blub, blubbering. Is it, is it the whimper? It, <laughs> quiet sobs. It's quiet, consistent okay. sobbing. Um, and these are single person cots? Yeah. Okay. I will find the, because um, I'm assuming we're kind of all spread out like shotgun in this room, or is every cot full? There's only four cots in this particular room. Oh, oh, oh. I missed that. Sorry. I will pull the cot that, you know, was mine up next to hers. Okay. And, and I'll sleep next to her, like, as soon as she back. sees you, she basically, she looks at you, turns to you, and just says, oh, Vanessa, he's gone, and she just grabs you in a hug. I will hug her. Sobbing against you. Wait, wait, wait. Did I just hear Vanessa say she's going to hug Lydia? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tail starts recording. <laughs> you know, Vanessa has her... You know, backup computer system for surveillance and things. This is what Sal's backup computer system is for. Sal starts turning the crank on his old timey video recorder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just as a point of order, did we ever figure out, does Russ just still have both rings? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's what we decided. Secret rings of power. And now which rings did I actually give you? Uh, I got do, 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 do. One was psionic plus, protection. Plus three savers of psionic, and the other one's plus one to all saves. All saves. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, so you guys are all just going to go to sleep for a while? Uh, well, I mean, I will... Wait, so the woman's sobbing, and you're like, oh, we're just going to all go to sleep? No, she just basically turned to you, embraced you, and is sobbing against you. That's what I'm saying. They cry herself to sleep. Okay, that's kind of what I was getting at. Okay, yes, I will lay down, you know, as much as two cots can become one, and I will let her sob to sleep. Okay. Trying to comfort her, and occasionally swatting at, you know, Sal as he tries to look up over the bed. I'm I'm sure that at some point during the night, Sal gets up to go to the bathroom to uh, relieve himself. But, um... I'll be in my bunk. (laughs) (laughs) fantastic line oh my god the way he says it too the look on his face (laughs) oh my gosh Ross you get five hit points back for your eight hours of uninterrupted sleep sandwich time can you say that'll go down in the annals of history Uh, I pronounced that wrong annals (laughs) actually everyone can get five so Sal you can get five back too you already said I'm at full. I'm yeah. not getting. I, I refuse to take anymore. <laughs> they're temporary. <laughs> oh, I take them. And now they're gone. So you guys wake up. It's you've had a full night. Wait, 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 wait. I I was waiting outside in the hallway, what? and because I told Vanessa to go inside, but I would wait outside for a minute in case she was going to send Lydia out, like. Basically, oh, just saying if she wanted to stay up and if she wanted to stay up and talk with someone, I would wait outside. But if in a couple of minutes no one came out, I was going to stay up for a little while longer still. Right, because if Vanessa wanted Lydia to talk to someone sympathetically, she would send her to Sal. Clearly, yes, that's what I'm saying. Because Sal's sympathy would be like, okay, get over it. You want to have sex? 
No. Well, I don't know that you said it did. wrong, Paul. You'd have sex, and then you'd be like, "Are you over it yet?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Sal, you're standing outside, and no one comes out. Then, okay. So after a little while, like after two or three minutes, I'm gonna walk for a little bit, walk up to a couple people, and just ask if they can tell me like where the Illithids' quarters are at. Universally, the answer is down, but most people are like giving you weird looks. Like, really, you want to go down there? So I assume when they're saying down that we need to keep going. I need to go back to the docks, right? That's what my interpretation of that is. Well, down the stairs you came up. Right. Okay. So I go down the stairs. Okay. After a little bit, it turns into the smooth tunnels. And this is not like, I don't know if you, I didn't mention this this session, but last session when I was talking about this, there are like little halls, tubes leading off from the sides. There are little rooms. And it smells very strongly of brine. Okay. I guess I'm walking toward the egg rooms. <laughs> egg rooms? That smells like eggs. Uh, brine. You think egg, you think brine smells like eggs? No, Paul said sulfur. No, I didn't. I said brine. Oh, I was thinking brimstone. Ugh, stupid. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be my ringtone for TJ. Oh, stupid. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Okay, sorry. No, I'm, gonna, it's, I'm gonna go to the fish rooms. Salt water. Yes, sorry. And there, the, the lighting down here is dim. It's more like glowing crystals than anything else. Oh, they're new age. <laughs> Look out, it's Eberron. <laughs> Eckhart Tolle to the rescue. <laughs> I'm so I'm going to keep walking till I see an illithid. Okay. And then punch him in the face. <laughs> grab him by grab him by his tentacles and tie him in a knot. Oh, sad. You actually run into Manzacorian. Can oh, I tell no. that it's him when I see him? Yeah. Or is it like with black people where they all just look the same? Oh God. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and it there's your new ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to say that you associate with this person. <sighs> we'll put that one before. Oh, stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, you can tell it's him. Okay. It, um, it, honestly, you'd probably just get a sense of it's more of like a mental fingerprint than because he looks any different than any of the rest of them. Right. Uh, and, but he's and that's male. sort of what I was trying to get was like, could I visually tell yeah, it he's, he's him? He's male. They, they have clearly defined male, female, Sex similar children? to, well, it doesn't have boobs. TJ totally ignores it. It only has one boob. I'm on a roll. So, Manzacorian, hello, Sal. Um, hello. <laughs> I, I... Are you speaking with your mind or your mouth? I, I'm going to speak with my mind. Okay. Ooh. 
Meow, 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 meow. Or, or wait, meow. wait, wait. <laughs> when I got, as far as you recall, Paul, when I got under the helicopter, was I speaking out loud to them, or was I using my mind? I think you started using your mouth, but once we were on the helicopter, I was using my mind. I remember that for a fact. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I'll, I'll speak with my mind though, because if that's how they're going to speak to me, that's how I'll speak to them. Okay. I'll say, "Do you know the man uh, Van Gressier? Gressler? Sorry." Yes. I was just speaking with him. And apparently they would like my help in communicating with you and your people. Okay. That sounds useful. Um, I wonder what would happen if we implanted you. <laughs> Say yes. I don't know that I'm interested in that. <laughs> I don't um, that way. <laughs> I, the way Van was talking, you don't know of anyone else who, any other humans that can communicate with you? Not like this. <laughs> Wait, Paul, say it dirty. <laughs> no one's ever rocked your world like I can? Not like this. He are you, also are you said, sure you wouldn't be interested in being implanted? Where did you uh, learn this? Where did I learn what? Communicating with you? This, this, this. And I, okay. I, I have no idea. I only discovered that I could do this a day or two ago. Hmm. He just turns and walks away. Uh, Mandalorian? <laughs> Is that what you're just gonna call him from now on? No. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna call, Sal's gonna call him by his real name. TJ's oh. gonna call him by something stupid and wrong every time. Okay. He turns. Yeah, was there something else? Um, Van also implied that there was a rogue, uh, one of you, oh, Illithid, uh, <laughs> he finds yeah. traps, disarms them. <laughs> he Im- he implied that um, Backstabs. the beholders <laughs> that are out, the things that are flying all over the city. Um, yes, I that, know what a beholder is. You know, TJ, you're not doing this right. He would totally be racist and speaking really loud and slow. <laughs> And making kind of, you know, pantomime hand gestures. Yeah, but Sal only knows like two pantomime hand gestures and they're both inappropriate. (laughs) You say they're inappropriate, not me. Well, he said that there was an illithid that if the um, beholders got to it would be very, very bad. That's true of all all illithids. You can tell he's, like, um, as soon as you start talking about Beholders, there is some anger simmering under the surface there. There is obviously a great deal that you don't know about me, 
but I would argue that there's significantly more that I don't know about you and your people and this whole organization and the beholders and the things that you're fighting against. Um, Van said that you guys are... must mean Zalatharid. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah. Uh, Him. He just, like, you were talking, he just starts talking in the middle and interrupts you. Yeah, no, I, I totally got that. Okay. Um, it, it's possible that that's who he was talking about. I don't know. Um, but Van implied that you are an alien species, that you're not of he, he, like world. That gets a laugh. <laughs> alien. That's the only way man knows. So you are or you are not? <laughs> We're not alien. Does he say it like mad like that? No, he just that didn't sound mad. Well, Paul always sounds mad to me. <laughs> <laughs> um We were here when you were crawling in the muck. Were the beholders as well? They are our ancient enemy. Oh. So this is just aliens versus predators with way better villains. <laughs> and the what could happen if a beholder met with an illithid? The illithid would kill it. Well then why is everyone concerned about beholders meeting this Zalathard guy. They worry too much. Zalathard can take care of himself. And he turns and starts walking away again. What what ended up happening with Qualine? Qualini. Qualthair. Your concern shows you have a good character. And he turns and looks <laughs> like Sorry, he's totally dumb. I I I stop thinking at him and I shout like, "So nothing then?" And if he doesn't turn around, I very loudly, but while turning away, turning away, say "prick," and I <laughs> walk. <laughs> okay, and that's it. And uh, at this point, Sal has. Satiated his curiosity, so yes. he goes. Mm. Are you turning away? <laughs> what? Are you turning to go back up? I, I was. He was obviously done talking with me and wasn't right. going to respond. So I turned, and as I was turning, I said "prick" real loudly, and then I started heading upstairs. Okay, and without turning around or facing you, you hear him say in your head, "Let us know if you'd like to try to be implanted." We yeah, get implanted. Sure. We get implanted in the prick you've suggested. <laughs> you get the impression that for you to like you insulting him would be like if a fish called you a prick, like or an ant. It's just beneath him. He could care less that you're pissed or that's, I, him or whatever. That's fine. It was more for me anyway. <laughs> It's so we could earn that R rating. <laughs> Did you not see the picture? Did, TJ, you suck at your phone. 
No, no, no. I saw it, but what's it for? I sent you that a long time ago when oh, okay. what's his face rolled his sense motive. Literally, it just came through now. Wow. Oh, or or maybe you sent it when Michelle it came through when Michelle got here, and so I was away from my phone. It was like forty minutes ago. No, I see that. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, now Sal is standing by himself. Well, when I slightly damp corridor. Yeah. yeah. When I when I had turned, I was starting to walk, and when he's, I may I may pause very briefly when he's at the implant thing, but I would have kept walking. Okay. And then I uh, go up to the room, and uh, I quietly walk in. Is, are, is Vanessa still hugging Lydia? I assume so. Then I will walk quietly to my bed. Okay. And I will listen <laughs> and watch. <laughs> Night doesn't turn on. Actually, Sal doesn't get his full night rest. Uh... Oh. <laughs> you don't get the. <laughs> it would basically be Vanessa saying, "Sal, we can clearly hear you." <laughs> Smell her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real good. That's like that. She likes that, doesn't she? Yeah, just like that. <laughs> okay. Inappropriate. <laughs> And you wake up. <laughs> Sal has obvious morning wood. <laughs> <laughs> Where most men would try to hide it, he tries to flaunt it. You know how sometimes if you're sleeping on your back and your feet stand up and like you can see your toes under the sheets? There's a straight line from his sheets to his navel, or from his toes to his navel. You have a penis in your navel? <laughs> <laughs> Weird. This is a, this is the weirdest future, Paul. I don't need more implants, Steve. I already have the one. It works just mm. fine. Are you gonna play a, a character in your own game, TJ? I don't know. Probably not. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go to that right now. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, the, are you sure you guys want me to be the charismatic one with TJ running it? <laughs> <laughs> so, when we get up in the morning, I ask Lydia how Eric was when she left him. Oh. Make her relive this? You're a monster. I don't know if he's dead or not. She's extremely disheveled and very dehydrated, puppy face and all. And she just looks over and says, he was dead. And she starts sobbing again. And we'll leave it right there for this week. Thanks for listening to the LTM Gaming Podcast. You can find us online at ltmgaming.com, on Twitter at ltmgaming, or reach us via email at podcast at ltmgaming.com. We love to hear your thoughts and questions. As always, we do appreciate any five-star ratings you'd like to leave on iTunes. Tune in next week for the next installment of The Crushing Depths.